Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Headcanon. <laughs> what are you saying, Brent? I don't know. Brent's flying. So I'm trying to intro the show. God damn it. Fucking. <laughs> no, but we're uh, your hosts, Corey Jefferson, Brent Owens, as usual. We have a very special guest tonight. My, my wonderful friend, one of the funniest people on Twitter that I know, and uh, off of Twitter, too, because I know you through Twitter, but I won't pigeonhole you there. You're, you're, just, you're just funny in general. But, uh, but Aubrey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, nice, good, good to have you. And uh, we we're just kind of talking about how everything's going up in uh, in Canada. So you're you're uh, representing Canada here for our listeners. The official ambassador. <laughs> the, <laughs> the ambassador of Canada. <laughs> Unofficial ambassador to the United States. <laughs> and yeah, so we so the movie you we talked about. What? How did we decide to watch this movie? I, I don't even remember. Brent, was this just something we we talked about watching? Yeah, we, yeah, it's, it's such a new one too. It's available. It's a, like a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Army, Army of the Dead. Yes, yeah, so this is a new a new movie, twenty twenty one, from Zack Snyder. Who his he did? I think it was the first movie he directed was what Dawn of the Dead, right back in two thousand or something, early in his career, which was a remake, of course, of of George Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. So, uh, what did you guys think about this movie, Aubrey? I'll start with you. What, what's your just your general general take of this movie? Um, well, it's Zack Snyder, so it needed to be about half as long as it was for my yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I could have done without the um, like the side storylines, all the like interpersonal conflicts. That yeah doesn't do it for me and his the main character's whiny daughter like <laughs> was really really disappointed that she lived <laughs> <laughs> you're like rooting for her death the whole time <laughs> i was rooting for it the whole time and yeah we're not we're allowed to have spoilers here right because yes. i feel like i just spoiled, like, <laughs> oh no god damn it aubrey <laughs> everybody turn the podcast off that, right? shut it down yeah. Everything I said. Yeah, we're assuming if people have, are listening to this, we're assuming they've watched yeah, they, the movie. So. All right, fair, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted her to die. She annoyed the fuck out of me. And then also his like uh, love interest, ex love interest person. 
enjoyed her death a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay, finally, we don't have to watch their bullshit together anymore. Um, and then I was really sad because the, the characters that I liked best uh, got taken out. Yeah. I was really into um, Dieter. Yeah. That was his name, the safe cracking guy. And, um, and Tignataro's character. Blanking on oh, yeah, what was, um, Marianne. Yeah, Marianne. Yeah. yeah, and then the coyote woman, Lily, I think her name was, into her, too. Yeah. There were some cool, badass characters, and I enjoyed them. Um, and I really liked the soundtrack. There were some cool song covers on there. I thought it was interesting how it was pretty much all covers of songs rather than original. Mm. But, yeah. but there was some good songs. I think it's actually Cranberry Zombie near the end. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? it was. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Because nice. it's weird because yeah. there's like another cover of the Cranberry Zombies floating around right now. Which oh, I is, hate. Is it like a, is it a, is it a dude singing and it's like a little harder heavy metal kind of? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Anyway, it's it's terrible because like you know who did it just the way he does it is like is the fucking Cranberries. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, actually I I I think cuz I remember when she died uh, the the lead singer of the Cranberries, I think she was supposed to be on that track with him. Like she was, they were gonna record, very like they were about to record, and then she died. So I uh, I don't oh, I don't wow. know what that would have been like, but whoa, cool. But but yeah, and and actually, I was uh, reading a little bit about. Apparently, they're they're going all in with this with this army of the dead because good news for you as far as Dieter goes, they're making a prequel. Called Army of Thieves. Did you see about this at all? Um, I think my boyfriend mentioned that there was going to be a prequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's all about Dieter, and it's going to be directed by the guy who played Dieter. So it's it's like oh it's, really yeah. So it's like the Dieter show. <laughs> okay, I'm on board for that. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they're doing an, yeah, and they're doing an animated prequel uh, called Army of the Dead: Lost Vegas. So I guess that, so there's two prequels on the way, I guess, for anybody who loved it. Well, they killed everyone off in this fucking movie. There's They can only but do they prequels. Left that one dude was like alive in the safe at the end, right? Yeah. Well, oh, he got out. He got on an airplane at the end. The uh, Vanderhoe was that his name? Van. Yeah. Okay. Him. Yeah. And then he starts feeling the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. The... Didn't he get bitten? Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, yeah, he starts feeling the symptoms in the uh, the the airplane bathroom. So, and he's where's he flying? Like Mexico City or or something? He's going somewhere. Yeah, somewhere very populated. So. Should we start from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go back. <laughs> I just kind of want I, I wanted to get a general. And for anybody listening, we were supposed to record this I think two or three weeks ago, and then we we've all had to cancel a couple times. So we're we're all we're kind of straining our memories here to remember. <laughs> It's funny because every time we reschedule, I would watch it again. Oh, <laughs> you're so dedicated. <laughs> so, like, last night I found, like, a, um, a behind-the-scenes little 30-minute video on Netflix about it. And it was really good. So you was... actually invested, like, nine hours into this. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I have, Aubrey. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad we can work this around your I hope you're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's a good movie, you know? 
it's visually very amazing. Like all like the colors are are, are very pretty and eye catching. If you've ever like like if you have kids like I do, uh, you might have seen them play like um, Fortnite, and they're these like weird, cool, bright colors in this video game. And uh-huh. it's very similar to sort of like the the color palette of Army of the Dead in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go along with that, like the CGI is just is just amazing. They, yeah. Um, anytime you see characters walking around, anything about thirty feet around them is real. But absolutely everything else is just CGI. Right. And they played a lot they played with that a lot. Like they just they created like what they tried to do was be very like um real to, um no be very realistic with the Las Vegas landscape. And then and then twist that and, and they've made choices to see like how things would appear after an apocalypse has happened, you know? Like I think in Vegas there's like a mini version of like the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And they like tore that away, and the whole movie even opens up like giving you like yeah, the opening up. sequence was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found yeah, that really it... compelling, and it sort of showed you some of the deaths that you would see later and things like that in that part. Yeah, when yeah. I... Plus, zombie tiger. Zombie tiger. Yeah, can't, can't... zombie tiger. Can't go wrong with the zombie tiger. Hopefully, we'll get more of the zombie tiger in the prequel. We can only hope. But. <laughs> I think one of the scariest things ever is in that opening sequence is like the army guy, the paratrooper, like slowly, like like descending, and he's like firing a pistol into like just a horde of zombies, but it's like slow, like, right? Lowered. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Well, I I think you guys both touched on like a couple things that are like very Zack Snyder to me, you know, cause, cause as you, you mentioned, uh, Aubrey, that the, uh, you know, the fact that it was maybe a little over long, but the weird thing is that like, it didn't feel very long. Like it zipped by the pacing wasn't terrible, but then by the end of it, you're like, Oh fucking shit. Two and a half hours. Like what even happened? They like a bunch of people went in. I disagree. <laughs> you know, you, oh, it felt long to you. <laughs> I felt like it zipped by for like the first hour, hour and a half, and then I was just like, "Okay, this is masturbatory at this point." Yeah. <laughs> just watching Zack Snyder masturbate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Well, 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 and I think because like because what he just released the uh, the Snyder cut of the Justice League, right? Which everybody on, which so I was like, okay, because I went back, so I I went back and watched like Batman versus Superman, which was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and then I I watched the Zack Snyder's Justice League again, and I have to say, like total, those two movies are like eight hours long now because they've let him just do whatever he wants, and I have to admit they're better. They're not as, like, messy. Like, there's a little bit more character development, and, like, there's actually a little more depth to it. But it's, like, if you need eight hours to just get a little bit of, like, character development, you know, like, I feel like a better director could, could pare that down. But I think I, I think I get people who really like Zack Snyder, but I think what I look for in movies, because he is, like, visually... Uh, his movies are stunning, and I think he does like he shoots movies in a way. And and I've heard other filmmakers talk about him, and they just praise him because of like his technique and how he moves the camera. But like that's not I don't have that eye. Like I don't have an eye for aesthetic. That's not like I think I'm a fairly creative person. But when it comes to like movies or stories or anything, I'm always looking at like you know plot, character development, 
kind of the that stuff and 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 so the aesthetic yeah. the aesthetic stuff doesn't like tickle me as much as I think it does you know other people and kind of like you were you were talking about Brent it, like it looks great like it's a gorgeous movie but I, and I I feel like a lot of his movies are, are like that you know but yeah I mean and just like the CG the level of CGI that went into that is just amazing like even like anything anytime you see um Tig Notaro on camera she's been like Oh, yeah, she was added after, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Ellen DeGeneres at first, and then she had that scandal, and then they, they superimposed Tignatore. I'm joking, it wasn't her. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, wasn't it like a man or something? Was, and then he actually had, like, this scandal? Yeah, it was it was Chris Delia or whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But I, I guess, like, the well, way they he... leveled up then. Yes, yeah, they <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Tignatorial fan. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's great. She's hilarious. And I guess the way he shot this with whatever movie or like whatever camera, you know, he used it to where like only like a small field of your vision is in focus and everything out of it, outside of that area is out of focus, which I guess yeah. helped when he was adding Tignataro in. Like he could blend her into the scenes easier because everything right. was out of focus anyway. So, and I, I heard. Oh, I, I heard, add to that? Yeah, go ahead, please. He, he found, Snyder found, or got a hold on eBay, any, like, lenses for, for, for a um, video recording from, like, the 1960s even and on, like, between 60s and 70s that he could find, and then they built the the modern housing around these lenses. Oh, okay. And that's kind of how they got some of that weird feel of, like, dreamy, like, on the edges in a way. Yeah. Nice. When, and I heard he also, he like had somebody, I was probably like a Little League trophy company or something, but he had somebody make an Oscar for Tig Notaro, and he presented her with an Oscar for the best uh, out of focus character in a movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, <laughs> but Yeah, that really is. What's that? It just really was amazing. Like, it looks like she's walking around with them, like talking mm-hmm. with them. Like, unless you knew that, you would never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her character, I, I, uh, man, I think just early, right when her character's introduced, they're like, uh, hey, we've got this job for you. And she's like, does it pay? And they're like, yeah, but do you want to hear what it is? She's like, no, I don't care. And she's like, well, wait, it's really, it might yeah. be dangerous. She's like, it, look, I hate my life so much. I'm in. I don't care. Right. <laughs> she's like, does it involve a helicopter? Yeah. Good. What I do? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. My specialty is a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so you guys were kind of talking about and Brent, you, you, you talked about wanting to jump into the beginning of the movie. So there's like the opening sequence where they, there's that, what the couple, oh, they're, they're like, uh, the guy's getting roadhead, right? And then yeah. it, like, it cuts between him and this military caravan. And because he's yep. distracted while driving, uh, you know, and I think there's a big campaign along with don't text and drive, don't roadhead and drive. You know, it's just not, you know, just pull over, you know, but, um, but so he slams into this military caravan. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. I disagree. I think I think it's easier to have that happen to you than to text. Okay. Yeah. I, I think say, texting ro- and driving is a lot more distracting. I say, yeah. Okay. Probably do neither. But yeah, roadhead before texting. I agree. Just know that if you're gonna get roadhead, you could possibly get some jizz in somebody's eye, 
or you could start a zombie apocalypse. And I just think it's important to be aware of consequences when you make choices in your life. Right. Ten and two. Yeah. And two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are those are those moments of pleasure worth you know the result of Las Vegas being nuked? Uh, you know, <laughs> and you know, maybe don't follow too closely behind a military truck coming from Area Fifty One. Anyway, roadhead or no, right? Yeah. Give a little berth between yourself and the Area Fifty One military truck. Right, just full of good advice here on head cannon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so he they, he runs into the military caravan, the zombie. Uh, escapes, starts biting people, and that's when we get that great intro you were talking about, Brent, with the guy parachuting down into the zombies. And I guess that was a cool intro. That what was it? Caught in a trap. That Elvis song plays over it. Yeah. But so yeah, so there's the opening, and then we we get the zombie wars. Oh, and then this was odd. There's when we meet Dave Batista, right, the main character, kind of. He's watching a TV show, and for Flipping some, burgers. what's that? He's flipping burgers. Flipping burgers. Yeah. Yep. As you do. Um, but then, but then they, like, we go into his apartment or wherever, and he's, they've got it on the TV is, for some reason, they put Sean Spicer in this movie, uh, along with Donna Brazil, the former, I think, disgraced head of the Democratic National Committee or whatever. But so, I, like, I don't know. I don't know why you'd put Sean Spicer, you know, Trump's former public guy in your movie. Right. It's, it's weird. It's a weird bit. That, that was the first zombie sighting in the movie. Was Spice Man? Was Sean Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he says something. He's like, he's like, you should be happy that they're going to nuke Las Vegas. It's like government health care. Just weird to put that asshole in your movie. Um, but so th- then we meet all the characters and the guy. I think it's the guy who's bringing them together and paying for it, played by Hiroyuki Sonata, who uh, you might recognize from... Marvel's in-game, he was like the, the Yakuza boss, or he was in Mortal Kombat more recently. He's been in a lot of stuff, and I guess they just announced he's going to be in John Wick 4 with Keanu Reeves. So I like that. I saw that Mortal Kombat movie. It was, I knew it would suck, but it looked cool. Like, yeah. you know, there's a movie, you know, it's like this one. Right. Like, it just looks really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, and I think one of the things that, because I was kind of thinking about this, and I think it's a cool idea to have to do a zombie movie as a heist movie. You know, because I think that's what they were trying to do, was trying to do it in the style of a heist movie. But yeah. I, was tra- I was, you know, because he's got, like, they're gathering the crew, and then they're planning for the job. Like, it kind of hits the same beats as a, as a heist movie. But for me, the most fun, the, the like, the best part of a heist movie is, like, all the deception, and they all have to play different roles, and because they have to trick the security guards, and you can't let the camera see you. But in this, there's none of that. Like, everybody's just a slobbering zombie, and, and yep. so there's like I don't know there's none of like the best part of a heist movie they can't do here because there are no humans that they have to get past it's just like a bunch of zombies you know yeah really the only other element is like the in a heist movie like the main characters get like dicked over in the end right they kind of do what do they do yeah by the guy that's just like looking for like the zombie head you know yeah which that guy and I, right because it was like the whole like the whole premise or what they thought they were going after was the money and it's not even what he was after. Yeah, yeah. It was just the ability to be able to create more monsters. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> which I, in this, I think you have um, like two types of the zombies, right? Mm-hmm. You have your um, your very like stereotypical like like I don't have a brain kind of zombie, which they called them something I forget, sort of an S I think. Okay. Oh, oh the, think. the scrabblers or something, or yeah. Yeah, the scrabblers, and then you have the higher the ups, the alpha ones. Yeah. The, yeah. The alphas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you know to, back to that guy. I forget the actor's name, but the guy who like deceives them, and he's really just trying to get the zombie head. I feel like that was ripped straight from aliens right and i think it's it's you're you're supposed you know because you've got what is it paul riser's character plays burke who goes there he's with them like trying to hunt down these aliens but really he's on a mission from the corporation to take an alien back home with him like that's the whole so he's he's there to like sabotage the mission and uh like tries to infect ripley with an alien and it's really like it's the same thing you know he's trying to take a monster back home with him um so that character is the burke character but i kind of got to thinking like I feel like it would have been easier to just hire a bunch of people and say, hey, we need to go cut the head off of a zombie and everybody work together to do it rather than like have this elaborate, like (laughs) this elaborate, like they wasted so much time going in there and getting into the vault when they all just like, they could have been working together to cut the head off of a zombie. I feel like that would have been a much better plan than just like trying to deceive everybody for no reason. I don't know. And it's weird that, like... But the then way... they all would have lived, right? Or more likely lived. And they didn't really want that, either. I, I guess that's true, yeah. it's a good point. But then it's... there's the whole, like, that whole concept that they are possibly, um... Like, that they are just a new iteration of previous versions of themselves that have already attempted this multiple times. Like, when they see the the dead bodies that are wearing their clothes and when they have the, yeah, like, so there's that whole, like, are they, like, in a weird time warp or, like, in some sort of other dimension or, like, I don't know. Right. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I just want me to think too much and I didn't, I just want to see some scary zombies fucking shit up. Well, yeah, and yeah. I think, like, what is it? The Vanderho, that character mentions it once. He's like, oh, you know, we're in a weird time loop where we've done... But then, I, yeah. I didn't... I, if there's anything else in the movie that points to that, I didn't pick up on it. So it almost felt like a weird... Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, why is that... Is that just a joke? Or, like, why is that even in here, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of odd. Oh, do you know when I when I first saw the previews for this movie, I had an idea in my head of what it was going to be. And I guess I'll go ahead and say like this is my head canon is that and what I maybe this also happened, but I I thought based on the previews that it was a bunch of people who were planning a heist who got like like lo- no zombies or anything. They just like plan a heist and they all get like locked in a vault, right? And then while they're in there, the zombie apocalypse happens and like Las Vegas is ravaged and then they all get out of the vault and they're like, Oh shit, we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. And they like, got to fight their way out. That's what I thought the movie was for, for some reason. That, that's that like, would be just as good of a movie. what's that? that? That would be just as good of a movie. I think. Yeah. I kind of want to see that movie too. Cause that's, so I went into this movie and I was like, and I was for some reason I was just kind of expecting that. Cause that's what I decided the movie was. And then as it, as I got into the movie, I was like, oh, no, this is – I don't know why I thought that. This is, like, a totally different thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that idea kind of has been done, though. I, I could think of at least – I know there's more than one. 
but like 28 days later, the guy goes into he, he gets he gets hit by a, a truck or something like that delivering food, and then he wakes up from a coma. That's right. And it's happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. No spoilers, no spoilers. Well, and I love that. That's one of my favorite zombie movies, so maybe that's why I thought that. Maybe I was, like, subconsciously wishing it was 28 days later. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I also thought it was, like, just thinking about the, um, you know, because there was a zombie Elvis there, and thinking about being... Oh yeah, I forgot about Zombie Elvis. <laughs> yeah, Zombie. I watched a whole movie of just Zombie Elvis and Zombie Tiger. Right? Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> eater and an eater, and then you have your your sequel. That's it. That's all I want. That's all you need. <laughs> well, well, and I thought like, how, what a weird thing. I mean, obviously Elvis is dead now, but just like trying to think of like, if you were a performer who got to like the top of your game, you're considered like one of the best at what you do, you know, like Elvis, you know, lots of people love Elvis, but then somehow that got twisted into people dressing up like you in Las Vegas and, and marrying people in these spur of the moment marriages. And just like the weird evolution of having your image tied to like failed spur of the moment marriages that are never meant to last. That's just a weird thing. Like, what a weird thing to be tied to, you know? I feel like that's his karma for marrying a child. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe that's right. <laughs> I think Priscilla Presley was, like, what, 14 or something? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, something like that. Wait, yeah, that's she not was, his daughter? What's that? No, his daughter is Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, that's right. Okay. But there Priscilla Presley, he they got together when she was like fourteen, or they married when she was fourteen with her parents' permission. That's like the Great Balls of Fire guy, um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. He did that too. <laughs> like yeah, his cousin, right? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, who else? I, I think it was. I didn't realize this until after he was dead. But I guess Paul Walker, the guy from The Fast and the Furious. When he died, he was like dating a sixteen-year-old or something, something fucked up like that. I'm like, this is why we can't give white men money. Right. <laughs> we just can't. Right? No, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't. Want- no fame and no money, or at least not both together. <laughs> right? Yeah, and if, if if they ever acquire both, just lock them in a vault. You know. Lock them in a vault. Zombie <laughs> tiger. <laughs> and a live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah so just talking a little bit more uh sorry i'm just like going over my notes because like i said it's been a been a while since i watched this movie um but another thing i thought was interesting and maybe gives a little bit of insight into Zack snyder's like uh presentation over content and like his movies look beautiful but maybe there's not like not necessarily a lot of depth there always you know um I saw maybe it was the behind the. I saw an interview with him where he was talking about making Dawn of the Dead and now Army of the Dead and carrying on in the legacy of George Romero, who you know, of course, like is kind of the godfather of zombie movies. You know, Night of the Living Dead in nineteen sixty eight or whatever it was, and just talking about how you know he was like, yeah, there's so much you know with George Romero zombie movies, there's so much like depth and subtext and social commentary, like being able to run around in the mall with no rules. And I was like, wait, you, that's what you got from Dawn of the Dead was like, it's a bunch of people like running around in the mall with no rule. Like 
that wasn't the point, bro. Like, you know, George Romero, his movies that like they were about race, you know, class tension, the rise of the proletariat, like they're like there's so you know consumerism. There's so like there's so much going on in George Romero's movies, and Zack Snyder was like, yeah, it's like fucking like going wild in a mall. <laughs> right? I, I just like I feel like his book review of Moby Dick would be like, yeah, Moby Dick is so deep, man. Like it's just it's about Ahab just going fucking ham on a whale. You know, it's so deep. Like, <laughs> Fishing without regulations. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, 2004 was Dawn of the Dead. I found I my that's my why nightmare. I hate it. Like, because it's not like I don't enjoy movies that have really good interpersonal conflicts between the characters or things like that. But just like those, the side storylines between um, Dave Bautista's character, Scott, and his daughter, and then also his ex girlfriend or whoever the other chick was it was just so cliched and like cheesy dialogue and like like i i couldn't buy into it at all and it just made me hate them and want them dead yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) which i don't feel like it's too much to ask right (laughs) would have been easy to do Yeah. If you're gonna make the characters annoy me, you have to kill them off. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you guys feel at all that like he couldn't fix what he already had because like because of the pandemic? Like, do you think that had anything to do with it? That I mean, this movie was being made like mm-hmm. kind of around the same time as it began, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he had to go back where we, you know, when we mentioned like the Tignataro stuff. That was all like. Right. When I heard her in an interview talk about it, she said it was just like her, and then Snyder, and then like one other person. Oh, I, yeah, that, like, and they were like stage. recording in his driveway or something at time, right? They like put up a yeah. green screen in his driveway or something. Like, <laughs> like if anything, like with like one thing that the pandemic, as far as has taught me about like the entertainment business, is that like number one, they've got a lot of movies in the chamber. Like there's a lot of stuff that's like already made floating out there it just sucks <laughs> you know? this movie it seems like it was like 99% made like it just like, you know like we're ready to rock and roll but like something happened it just seems like that like that's where I think it felt short I think that like they weren't able to put the time in and he didn't know if he was going to be able to finish it or not I'm totally talking out my ass and just, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm not with that or anything I just I don't know it felt rushed end which you know like when you talk about like um the guy from um i forget his name now the the, the, uh (laughs) the guardian of the galaxy guy (laughs) like his daughter his daughter has that subplot of rescuing that family Mm -hmm. and then they end up all dying in a helicopter crash like like they've secured the fucking package and like just like everyone died like it's like the whole movie was like half about getting the heist done and then half about saving those people. That's right. it. <laughs> right. Well, and at the end, like, he was obviously bitten. He was going to turn into a zombie. And instead of, like, fucking, like, buck up, take the gun and put it in your own mouth. Like, instead, he, like, procrastinates until he turns. And he makes his daughter shoot him in the face. Like, she's going to be traumatized. <laughs> like, you what know you're asshole. turning into a zombie. End it, you know? <laughs> You know why he was an asshole? Because he shot his own wife in the face in front of his mother. That's true, and he wouldn't shoot himself. I forgot about that. 
Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, point between them was, like, he thought his daughter hated him because of seeing that. And she's like, no, it's because you basically, like, abandoned me after that. And just, like... Right. We, yeah, you're right. And, and then it... he makes her shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit poetic. It's a little bit poetic. <laughs> well, and it, is, and it is weird how he's, like, blaming her for not, you know, for whatever. But then as they're having that conversation, he says something like, you know, what's he say? Like, Every time I looked at you, I saw her. You know, yeah. So he's yeah. he's not. I feel like he's every person. Usually, it's like guilt from family members who are like, "Oh, you don't care about me. You never call me. You never call." And it's like, bro, a phone works both ways. Like you can, okay. you, you <laughs> like you you could call me too. You know, but <laughs> yeah, because I want I wondered that about those scenes with yeah, like with his wife and his ex, or I'm sorry, his daughter and his ex girlfriend or whatever she was. Um, because that, because you can put beats of character development in action movies, like you can do it all at once. But yeah, like you're you're right that it just kind yeah. of falls flat. It doesn't it feel helps you sort of like identify with and attach to the characters when you can sort of like empathize with their emotional struggles. But I just I had like zero empathy, and I'm a pretty empathetic person. But it was just like I hate you all. <laughs> I want you dead. I really hope you're going to get killed off. And the only one that got killed off was his ex-girlfriend. And that was... I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely cheered when she got her throat slit. <laughs> it was a relief. So it's just like, I can't listen to any more dialogue between them. I can't. <laughs> Who's talking now? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man so what so did you guys have anything else to uh to add to the so i'm kind of like trying to go over the beats of the movie in my head so they go there's also that whole thing where they're they're in some camp around las vegas his daughter is it's almost like an immigrant camp but it's not that was a little fuzzy to yeah, like, like a like a um like a ghetto almost like they've been ghettoized and like stuck in this camp and they're not allowed to leave and they're being controlled but yeah it is kind of like the the immigration or the yeah yeah well and i feel like zack snyder's like kind of try like again i think he's trying to say something he like he's kind of conflating maybe the pandemic with the immigration issue and i i i think he's i think his overall message maybe is just government bad but again it's not it's not very clear like i'm not yeah because there was like they did they did touch on like the the abuses in the camp of the people, like the guards abusing the the people in the camp, and that Teodorossi or Theodorossi, whatever Theodorossi, his yeah. character. Um, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for being like, <laughs> Yeah, that guy. That oh, that was it. That was maybe my favorite death. I was like, yeah, kill that guy, please. Yeah, I cheered for that one too. Yeah, yep. but he, I like that actor. I I only know him. I really like. From uh, Luke Cage. Did you guys watch Netflix's Luke Cage at all? No. Yeah, that was I watched that, and then also Sons of Anarchy. I never watched. I haven't watched that show at all. Okay. Yeah. What? I know it's it's a it's a major one. I've just never taken the time to dive into it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aubrey. <laughs> Last time we talked, Aubrey, you had mentioned like Letter Kenny. Yeah. What, and I've been wanting to watch that. It's on my list soon. And you still have it's it? It's still on the list. <laughs> yeah. 
it's hard for me to get into get into like shows that have like seasons and stuff. Like I look at a show and it's like there are nine seasons of this. Like I feel like it's like an ocean, and I'm like I can't make that. Clear. That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, what do you mean? There's only three seasons. Should I even bother? <laughs> like, I want something that I'm not gonna be done with too quick. Right. Gives me but anxiety. I also like. I tend to just like watch things while I'm doing other stuff. Like if I'm doing laundry or shit like that, I have stuff on. So yeah. not the best way to watch things. I don't absorb it all, but yeah. Well, Netflix on my laptop has that 10 second button. And so like, like, I'm like, I don't, if there's, here's what I think. If, if I think it's really cheesy when there's someone singing in a movie, if there's someone singing a song in a movie, Ten seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Musicals well, you know, are over. <laughs> uh, another thing I thought was weird was in that in that camp right around Las Vegas was that it was supposedly like closed and oppressive, and you had to sneak around, and it was really everything was super controlled. But also at the same time, like a bunch of mercenaries just rolled in and started planning this heist. With, and nobody said anything like they didn't nobody stopped them nobody asked him what they were doing until that theo rossi his character came over he's like hey what's going on over here and they're like oh uh you want like 500 bucks to come with us or something he's like oh yeah sure i'll make a quick man it's like I don't, it didn't it didn't feel overly like authoritarian it seemed like people were just kind of coming and going as they pleased i don't know there was that one guy who was, they had like the team, and one guy was just like, oh, I'm out of here. And he just runs away. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who do I even get invested in? And then you're like, what character is just going to like run away? <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, that's right. Because he was like friends with that social media. I feel like YouTuber. that's me at social events, though. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm totally in. Let's go. Let's do that. And then I'm like, you know, I, am I going to just go home now? You guys have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. And I, it was kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, again, a two and a half hour movie. I was like, do we really need to, to take a couple minutes for this random guy to just run away? Like, to not even do right. anything, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was that like just supposed to serve as like a contrast so we know just how brave the other people are? Or like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> But so then, so then they go in, and uh, oh, who's the the woman who like takes them in? What, oh, what was the her? The coyote, Lily. The coyote, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like that was kind of funny how she not only was Theo Rossi's death enjoyable, but also that she had planned the whole time to sacrifice him to yeah. to the <laughs> Alphas, like. <laughs> which. Which this she is was the, definitely one of the best characters. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. And um and again, I almost I almost I couldn't find anything like why this would be, but again, there seems to be some kind of theme with because the main alpha zombie, I think his name was Zeus, right? His name was yeah. Zeus. And yes. and the casino slash hotel that they were the main zombies were in was Mount Olympus, right? And then when they go in, they have to sacrifice Theo Rossi, like basically a sacrifice to the gods. To the gods, yeah. So there's like, there's some theme going on there. But again, it's like, I just don't, like, I feel like it's more aesthetic than there's any kind of depth to it. Because 
I know in his past movies, Zack Snyder loves Christian imagery. And he, like, in all of his movies, he has, at one point, Superman, like, flies up against the sun and puts his arms out in the shape of a cross. And it's, like, like not subtle Christian imagery whatsoever. <laughs> but then also there's, like, I'm not quite sure what it means either. Like, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of meaning behind it other than, like, oh, this is cool and... I don't know, and religious imagery, you know? Yeah. So, but so, yeah, so they go in, sacrifice. Really, if you think about it, like, anybody, like, the ones who are playing God are the ones who are doing the creation of these zombies in the first place. Like, whoever's at Area 51 that's, like, doing weird science shit, making zombie warrior things, or whatever, like, that's really who's playing God, right? That's what I would think. Yeah, I think it's a, a clumsy metaphor at best. I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah. they're, maybe they're the new gods of this new Vegas. Is their new world they've created, and they're creating zombie citizens from people. Like maybe there's something that. But I think I still I think it's a clumsy metaphor. Whatever he's trying to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost kind of like a like a facsimile of depth or something. It's like look at this is so many levels right right <laughs> right yeah it's like look this this like roman like, god don't shower thoughts and he's like yeah i'm gonna add that in for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> well like something else that it was kind of like a little extra was at the very at the beginning like um when they at, at the area 51 um um caravan there are two spaceships that like shoot across the sky did you guys notice both what? Yeah, I did not. I missed that. Oh, the UFO. There's two UFOs in the background, and they just like they zoom off in the distance. What? That's why. What is that? What does that mean? That's I don't weird. Know. If YouTube. I guess you could probably YouTube it, like YouTube, like Army of the Dead uh, UFO. But huh. There's a little clip of that. No. I didn't notice it at first either. I, I saw. I saw another video that. Well, that mentioned it. well and you watched the movie 15 Maybe times. Maybe the aliens <laughs> made the zombies. Maybe. Right, I guess they're alluding at, but I mean, I like this idea of like, or, yeah, or like, we've used their technology, and we've created this thing. Like, sometimes I think that like, those like, um, the, the video, like the Tic Tac, like, like UFOs, you know, and all the things that have been popping up in the media lately. And apparently the Pentagon's supposed to come out with like, some more UFO stuff, like, this week. But... I was that interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mark your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Area 51. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, but like. What are they distracting us from? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, that was like storm. Remember that? Remember when they stormed Area 51? Right, yeah. <laughs> what was that last two that years ago? Awesome. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was everyone. The thought was that the, everyone named Chad would rush, like Naruto. I don't know. I've never seen the show, but like you know, how people run with like their arms behind them. Yeah, you know, I can't do it. The Naruto, you know, like, the Naruto run. The yeah, yeah. They also do that anyway. in in one of the new. Like my son's really into the Ninja Turtles cartoon that was on Nickelodeon recently, and they run like that with their arms behind them. So like, yeah, we think of that as like the Ninja Run. Oh, what happened? I was fiddling with a rock because I'm a fidgeter and I totally dropped it loudly. 
<laughs> See, I was I wasn't gonna bring attention to it. <laughs> Don't yeah. pay attention to the man behind the curtain. At <laughs> yeah, first, I thought dick like fell and hit the floor. <laughs> that was my brain falling out, like it did two hours into the movie. <laughs> right, <laughs> which maybe that's the intended goal. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they go in, uh, they get past the zombies, they get in, I'm trying to remember the course, because from there, like, most of the movie then is just them in the, in the, they shoot, they have a big shootout in the casino, they're just like blasting away at zombies, which again, this is like, in the movie I want to see, they're like cleverly sneaking past the security guards, but in the movie, the heist movie we got, they're just like blowing holes in zombies over the roulette table, you know? Yeah. Well, and the weird thing was like the zombies were like hibernating or whatever. Oh, yeah. They were like conscious. That was Unless weird. they made noise. So they were just like quietly trying to walk through a million zombie bodies. Right. Yeah, that, that's a trope that occurs a lot as well in zombie movies where they, and they never explain it in any other movie that I've, I've seen it in multiple ones where. It must be like a way to like build tension. Or like they're sleeping. They're like usually breathing very heavily. Um, I don't think they were in this movie though. But like they're asleep, and then they walk. Um, they did it in I Am Legend, and I think also no, I Am Legend did that. I think where they were like they would sleep and and breathe heavily. Or so. it's, it's the scene in I Am Legend with the, the dog. Like okay. it's sad because the dog's about you don't you want you don't want the dog to die. <laughs> no. I feel like that's like it's like my uncle after Thanksgiving dinner, right? He's like in a chair, like hibernating, like breathing real heavy, mostly asleep. You don't want to get too close to him, you know? Like in the movie The Coneheads, yeah. in the Coneheads when they go to sleep, remember that? They're like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're standing. Wasn't that was that is that the movie where they're standing up in bed, or am I thinking of a different yeah. movie? Yeah, and you think yeah. they're laying down, but then the camera shifts, and they're like. They've yeah. actually just got their bed up against the wall. Like, <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, man. I love that movie. Yeah, what a great movie. That movie is great. <laughs> um, so they go in, they go into the vault, and uh, so when they get in there, they kind of separate. Tignataro goes up to try and fix this, like, fucked up old helicopter that's, like, in no shape to fly. Like, that helicopter is not going anywhere. It, and it catches fire at one point. Right? She gets, yeah. They're like, are you almost ready? The motherfucker. Yeah. She has a good line because, like, when they all the all the all the characters meet uh, for their boss, he has the scale model of the place. Picks up the little helicopter, and then she's like, "Man, did he fucking spend all the money on the model?" Is what yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I I like when they like radio to her like. We're, we, we're, we're on a time oh that was a weird thing too where it's like they thought they had a whole day and then the president like moves it up uh he's oh, like yeah. actually we're just actually we're gonna nuke vegas in like two hours we changed our minds why, why did they ever explain why i don't know well and i have it written up hold oh, on because they didn't want it to be on a holiday there was a holiday oh okay I oh, can't that's, remember what the holiday was, it was, was. I think was it July 4th? Was that what it, they didn't want it to be on July 4th? Or something? something like or Memorial Day or something. I, I don't even know. You're right. You're right. There was I something. I think it like, was like, yeah, like a U.S. holiday, not a right. <laughs> international holiday. Yeah. But I think, One of those pretend holidays. What's that? 
Yeah, it's at a pretend holiday. A pretend? Oh no, <laughs> we just we just we just got a new holiday last week. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's a good one. We got a new one too, apparently, but not the same day. A different one. We got approved for like September thirtieth or something. I don't know. Yeah, which I think is which I think is awesome. Like, I, yeah, like obviously Juneteenth should be a federal holiday, but then somebody like I read something about they were like. They were like, I'm excited for this, but I don't know how to square, like, most, like, upper class people, mostly white people getting a day off work, while people in, like, in more service jobs, which are, like, (laughs) jobs, you know, that, that, you know, uh, people of color tend to have are still, like, don't get that day off. And I was like, oh, god damn it, you're right. Yeah, like. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, there's a lot of controversy about Canada Day, which is July 1st. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically our Independence Day or our July 4th, but there's a lot of controversy because I don't know if you've probably heard about all of the, the native residential schools where they're finding the unmarked graves of children. Yeah, yeah. We found like 751 more after finding 300 and some before. So it's like, how do we have this like holiday to celebrate? us coming and just taking over and decimating their cultures and their right yeah just change well. the name to, to mass child grave day <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little bit of a shadow hanging over it yeah <laughs> jesus <laughs> i'm t- oh sorry i was gonna say yeah that totally i'm like thinking about dead children now it's it's uh <laughs> Yes, sorry. Try, Aren't I'll, you glad you invited me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Any, so anyway, but but yeah, you were talking about when they moved uh, the the bombing up, right? They're gonna bomb yeah. it like a day early. I think yeah. I feel like the president when he was announcing it, there's there. I think it was a nod to. I think he was supposed to be kind of like a Trump character because he was talking about he. he I, I wrote it down here. At one point, he says nuking Las Vegas is gonna be really cool. He also says it's the ultimate <laughs> fireworks show, and then he says, <laughs> and then he says yeah. it's actually kind of patriotic if you think about it. And I like I gotta feel I feel like they gotta be like they had to have been channeling Trump when they wrote those lines. Right. Yeah. It's not wrong though; it does feel very American. You <laughs> yep yep that's true that's true it does. <laughs> What's what's that problem there? Fucking drop a nuke on it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's Later see. Up. Yeah. So another thing, um, I just kind of was looking about. So the characters who pl- or the actors who play Zeus, and then um, what the I, I don't know if she has a name, but the female zombie, the the one who was pregnant. On the pregnant one, yeah. Yeah. Her name is her her actual name is Athena Parample, something like that, which I thought was a cool name. And she's a stunt woman. That's she, the actress's name. That's the actress's name. Yeah, Athena. Um, okay. But she's that's interesting. She's a Greek god, goddess stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but she's a stunt woman, and she just recently did stunt work for Wandavision. So I don't know if you guys watched that, but yeah. I thought that was interesting. She did a really great job in the movie. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, and then. But the now next, I wonder if they cast her because of her name. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, we have to. 
or they cast her and they were like, now you have to change your name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I guess I did. I didn't look up if that had always been her name. Yeah, maybe. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the the guy Richard Citrone, um, he's done like pretty much every Snyder movie. He's had some role in. Um, but he was also. I thought this was interesting. He was. Have you? I I know. I'm. I think you have, Brent. Uh, Aubrey, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I don't know if I have or not. Okay. It's a okay. horror movie? It's, yeah, it is. But it's kind of, it's like a horror comedy. It's really a, it's like a satire. It's a send-up of horror movies. So, like, it oh, is okay. it is a horror movie, but it's also, like, kind of a, a, a deconstruction of horror movies at the same time. It's really good. It sounds familiar, but... Okay. Well, it's it's really... I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I'm telling you. I, I would watch things and... I could just rewatch them and they were brand new. So. Yeah, well, if you this get a chance, great. you should. This, this is. I may or may not have seen the movie <laughs> to which you're referring. <laughs> well, it's, I've I think... seen Fantasia like twenty-seven times, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but he. That but got... I also like to say that like most of my best naps in my life have been in movie theaters. So that's the other problem. <laughs> yeah, I yes. see. I. I've stopped. I know, especially when I'm watching movies for this podcast, I don't, I don't drink at all when I'm watching the movie because I will, like, I'll just fall asleep. Like, I'll just pass right out, you know. Something about movie theaters puts me to sleep, so I very rarely go. Yeah. I just watch at home. <laughs> like, I'll take my. In the past, we've taken our kids to the, the theater. And I've fallen. Some great naps have occurred there. It's the best nap because they're illicit. You're not supposed to be asleep, so it's the most delicious sleep. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'm gonna do that. Like, a delicious. Sleep. The, That's yeah, good. Forbi- forbidden yeah. sleep. Illicit napping is honestly it's my favorite. But I love it. Uh, but so so that guy Richard Citrone, he played the werewolf and the merman in Cabin in the Woods. So. Okay, I don't think I've seen this movie. I feel like that would stand out somehow in my brain that there was a, a werewolf and a merman. Yeah, well, and it's 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 such a good movie, and it's nothing like I don't think anybody the first time watching it probably I doubt anyone ever finished that movie and was like, oh yeah, that's what I was expecting. Like because it becomes a different movie. We should, we're not going to spoil it no. for you, but like it becomes like if you've ever seen um oh the Quentin Tarantino movie from Dusk um, Till Dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. That's like a heist movie that becomes a vampire movie. Yeah. And this is a like a slasher movie that becomes like something else. It's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Like you. That's true. That's a good, yeah, yeah. Because from Dusk, and that was, the, from Dusk Till Dawn, I love that movie. But yeah, it really is like a, a heist movie with the two brothers and the RV for about half the movie. And then the second half of the movie is the vampire part of the movie. Um, yeah, it's like two totally different movies, which I almost prefer the first part of that movie. I, I find really interesting. You know? Like you want to see how that played out? Yeah, I yeah I do. Yeah. Like I love the I love the vampire part of that movie too, but I almost want to see what the rest of that movie would have been without vampires. Um, but we'll have to do that movie and then think about it. <laughs> Alternate universe from dusk till dawn. Um, <laughs> So I guess last thing, uh, one thing, one other thing I want to mention, then I'll kind of ask you guys what your head canon is. Um, I I thought it was interesting that one of the guys who wrote this movie, Shay Hatton, um, which he also wrote 
uh, John Wick 3, I think he wrote. But I, he also wrote a script years ago, which I think is how people found out about him, called Maximum King. And it was it's a, it's a screenplay about Stephen King directing the movie Maximum Overdrive. And so the script that Shea Hatton wrote, is because that was at the height of Stephen King being like addicted to coke. He was at the height of his fame. He's like spiraling out of control. And for some reason, they asked him to direct this movie. And he's never directed a movie. He does. He's not a director, but he agrees to direct this movie. And apparently it was just fucking wild. Uh, Stephen King. What is this called? The, you, can, you can find the screenplay online uh, and read it. It's a, it's called Maximum King, and and it's about it's about when he directed Maximum Overdrive. So it's and the and the screenplay starts out. It's like close up on a huge line of coke. No bigger. No, imagine an even bigger line of coke. Snore. It flies up the nostril of a man, and we zoom out and see it's Stephen King. So like the whole like the whole movie is just about him being ripped out of his fucking gourd, and like he goes into the office and is. No, they never made this guy wrote the script, but it was on the like the Hollywood blacklist or whatever it is of scripts that are really good, but will also probably never get made. Never get made. <laughs> yeah, but so and like so after that scene, like Stephen King walks into his agent's office and his agent's like, Yeah, we gotta talk about this thing, and Stephen King's like, Oh man, I just wrote a book. It's like his fucking dog, man, and he's like, his people tracked in the car but the fucking dog is like trying to eat him and his and his like his agent's like, Alright, alright, man, like settle down. Um <laughs> But then, but then the, I, I highly recommend reading this script. Um, but it also, but at the same time, he like sees all the most famous characters from his books. He like starts hallucinating that they're around him. So at one point, he's like driving his car and he takes like a big snort of coke. And then he looks over and the man in black, uh, Randall Flagg from the stand and the Dark Tower, is like sitting in the in the passenger seat and he's like. You know, he's like, oh, was that a good, good rip of coke there? <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh my god, you know. I don't. Know. It's it's an interesting script. I recommend anybody looking. You can find it online. Uh, but so that guy was one of the writers on this movie. So uh, I feel like I would like to have seen maybe more of his voice in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess uh, Brent, what's your? Uh, do you have a thought on a, a head cannon for this movie? I think that when I made the joke about Ellen earlier, I think, and I mentioned that like I had forgotten my head cannon. I'm pretty sure that that's what I was gonna say, right. <laughs> and it, like naturally, like the Rolodex stopped exactly there. But I'd like to amend mine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was, and I don't know. I swear to God, I didn't like just like unload that, you know, prematurely. Um, but I think I've, I've changed my mind. I think what needed to have happened to make this movie better. Was like, <laughs> so I think it, I think the, if we come if we blend it from dusk till dawn with this movie, like like instead of like instead of like the Guardians of the Galaxy guy, it should have been like Seth and Richard Richie Gecko. Get, okay, from from dusk till dawn, make their way into that place. So they they get a hold of Harvey Keitel <laughs> and, and Juliet Lewis, right? And yeah. They, they, that fucking camper van right into the middle of, of Las Vegas and they hop out and they all get eaten very quickly. 
very quickly on that. <laughs> no. I'm on board for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would love to have seen that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I mentioned my headcanon is just that there was a, the, the movie I wanted to see, which is people who went into the vault, you know, not knowing about a zombie apocalypse and then waking up, coming out of the, not waking up, but coming out of the vault with all this money and being like, oh shit, like it's, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so what what about you, Aubrey? Do you have a thought of, of, of the movie you wish you saw or what you kind of imagined was maybe going on behind the scenes? I would have liked a choose your own adventure style of um, killing off characters as they annoyed me. That's what I want. That's... I want to be able to say, okay, you know what? I can't stand this chick anymore. <laughs> and then choose to kill her off and move on. That's what I want. That's a great idea. It is a great I mean, if he's going to do the Snyder Cut that's like 11 hours <laughs> long, like he could do like that much stuff with, and do a choose your own adventure. killing me slowly, I want to kill. <laughs> <laughs> right, you've got to be able to return the, uh, that's, well, and they do, I, I, I mean, you've seen, so they have some like choose your, choose your own adventure stuff on Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I want, but I also think then you can really, like, I want to choose how they die too. Right. That's a great idea. I think, yeah. I feel, you know, I feel like that's something we're probably going to see. On Netflix at some Someone point. Someone call Hollywood. So, yeah. Bring goddamn get Hollywood on the phone. I'll, I'll call. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 nice. Well, did you guys have? Do you have anything else you want to touch on or mention or bring up that we didn't quite get to before we before we kind of wrap up here? No, I think we covered everything I had to say. <laughs> Can I tell you my injury? Yeah. Yeah. What what ha- what'd you do? So I was at this house in Georgia a couple weeks ago and for vacation and they had a pool. And you know that like I call it like the moon pool or whatever area. It's like it's like a platform that still has like five inches of water before it, it's you step down into like six feet of water. Does that make sense? It's like a little yeah. ledge that's still So like I have a um an irrational fear of bees. <laughs> and I had a pool skimmer. And I'm standing in this, this like little like area where there's like three or four inches of water and there's a bee on the bee flying around and I like swat at it with the pool skipper. I can't help it. I know that bees are like precious, precious insects, but like, I just, it's like, I cannot, I, I, it's this duality in my brain. And so like I swatted at it and I, I, I I put the, the pool skimmer down on top of it, the net. And then I took a step backward, and I, my foot went right past, right over the ledge, and I fell straight down. And the, uh, the, the, the edge of the wall went, like, right up my butt. Oh, <laughs> oh did you hit your tailbone? Like, my, yes, in, like, the weirdest place, like, into the side of the tailbone. Oh, no. I, like, Ouch. I had this bruise next to my butthole. It's like... <laughs> Oh man, oh my God, that's, that's the worst. Still hurts. It's like still owie. Oh man, oh. I, you know. That's called instant karma, though. Yeah, like, the bee got me. The bee got <laughs> In the you. end, what is, what is a phobia of bees called? It's a good question. Oh yeah, bee phobia. Brent, <laughs> Brent you looked that up. I want you. It reminded me. It was not of... a joke. I was just saying. Is it like a? <laughs> no. uh, I know it. It's Melissa. 
Melissophobia. Melissophobia. Oh, okay. That's yeah. weird. I've never have guessed that. I, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like whoever named that just like has a vendetta against somebody named <laughs> Melissa. Like some some girl done Why him are wrong. You, Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I uh, one time I was young. I was like maybe twelve or thirteen, I think. And I was like horsing around with my dad at, at a swimming pool. And I, I went to throw him in kind of at the corner of the pool, right? And I was pushing him toward the water. And he kind of had the option. Like, he could have leaned into it and dived to the left into the water. He chose to, like, dive to the right where there was con- where there was just concrete. And so, he, like, he just lands on his stomach on the concrete and then rolls into the water and he like he, I broke his rib, like he broke his rib. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, like I kind of felt bad, but at the same time I was like, "We, well, I mean, you could have jumped the other way, you know." Like there was. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so anyway, so that's how I almost killed my dad. Next week we're going to be covering the 2014 movie It Follows, which also gives a little clue. As to what our movie is the following week, you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at HeadCanonPod. You can also follow us on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod and Reddit r slash HorrorMoviePod. Uh, cool. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for having you on, uh, for, for coming on. And uh, yeah, you take care, everybody. Uh, this has been HeadCanon. <laughs> <laughs>